Welcome back to another episode of NFT Catcher Podcast. We'd like to remind everybody that nothing on the show is meant as financial advice, and to please do your own research. Thank you, and enjoy the show. Now the subject is NFT. They're known as non-fungible tokens, or NFTs. NFTs are floating in popularity. This is a technology that will forever change the way people interact. So it is happening whether you understand it and like it or not. This phenomenon is you have now joined Jenny from the blockchain and Michael Keane on the NFT Catcher Podcast. What's up, everyone? And welcome back to another episode of the NFT Catcher Podcast with me, Jenny from the blockchain and my co-host, Michael Keane. Today, we have a special collab reunion episode. We are bringing back Scaly Nelson and Punk Vandalay from the Looks Rare pod and also founders of Aliens to talk about what happened this week and also their new project that they just came out with. So Scaly and Punk Vandalay, welcome to the show. Thanks for having us, Jenny and Michael. Appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate you having us on. Yeah. So, Scaly, actually, you were on the show before. Uh, Punk Vandalay, this is your first time. Um, I was on the Looks Rare pod, so I'm like, I thought you were on the show, but then I realized, oh, it was just me coming on your guys' show. But yeah, happy to chat with you guys about NFTs. Speaking of our show, we haven't peeked in on the 100th challenge anytime soon. We'll have, oh, we'll have to get back to you on that. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> I forgot about that too. <laughs> the one eighth challenge. <laughs> that, yeah, it doesn't look great for any of us. I don't think no, that age well no. at all. No. Good thing it was pretend money. Yeah. <laughs> Master traders, right? You guys are, are the best traders in the business. <laughs> well, it's great to have you guys. Scaly, you're the first person to ever come back on a second time. So this is kind of making history other than our Twitter space where we invited a whole bunch of our past guests. Oh, wow. Well, that's pretty yep. cool. Yeah. And I wanted to give a shout out to Debussy. He wanted to join, but he unfortunately just came down with COVID again. Mm. So he couldn't join. So I think we should first talk about aliens because I think it's really interesting that you guys decided to do, and we we're kind of talking about off camera. Um, Michael was saying you decided to do no creator royalties and it was a free mint. So you were not making any money from this project at all. You had actually teased about this project the last time you guys came on or you came on. And um, so that was kind of cool for some of our listeners that you know, got in on it and they're like, oh my God, I remember from the pod and like I had followed it. And, um, and then some people were like, oh, I missed out. Yeah. So tell us about the project Aliens and why you guys decided to create it. Sure. Well, yeah, that's right. We did mention it the last time. That was uh, that seems like a really long time ago, but uh, it's really cool to see that it actually uh, kind of all launched uh, last week. It was a super exciting week, and um, so that yeah, the inspiration behind the whole project was we wanted to kind of model something after CryptoPunks, but not so much that. It was we kind of wanted to recapture that feeling we all had when we first joined, kind of when we first started collecting NFTs, like that kind of like you felt like a kid collecting stuff and it was sort of like innocent and like super fun and it was before like the space blew up and it was way less about money and much more about just having fun and like meeting people and you kind of hear all this talk about community and i think a lot of it is just lip service right but we really wanted to try to create something that really would grow kind of like an organic community that kind of captured that spirit that that for us cryptopunks had when we when we were you know first starting to collect nfts and what is the project about? Like right now, you know, is it just 
kind of like, okay, Freeman, do whatever you want with it. Or do you guys actually have like some plans? What is what's going on with the project? Yeah, so we're launching our metaverse tomorrow, and it has uh, there's also a coin, and there's going to be uh, you know we're, we partnered with uh, Disney, and so that's all going to happen tomorrow. We just wanted to announce it here first. What? Yeah. This is a lie. No way. Else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like a sweep, sweep. <laughs> yeah, Scaly wasn't supposed note. to mention all these things. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is the first time I'm hearing of any of it. <laughs> Well, Dang. one minute in and you're already asking me about the roadmap. Wow. You know what? We ha- we- <laughs> just get right to it. So, I mean, you know, that is kind of the million dollar question. I think there's been a lot of memes about like um, all, all that stuff. So, so if you look on our website, we kind of say under the FAQs, like, is there, is there a coin? Is there a roadmap or is there a uh, metaverse? You know, uh, what's the utility? And we kind of answer there, you know, this is an art project. It's about art and collectibles. And the other big thing, you know, I was talking about community. The other big thing we wanted to do is to try and incorporate artists. You know, there's sort of this rift between PFP projects and artists who tend to do one-of-one art or, or, you know, low edition art. And, you know, a lot of them don't actually like the PFP projects for, for good reason, right? Like these people come in, they just use some computer to make all these images. A lot of them aren't even very good and they make 2 million bucks, right? And here's an artist who's been working for 20 years making art and they haven't made a fraction of that in their whole career. And so, you know, I think, I think both sides have pluses and minuses, right? Like part of what was really cool is that when we involve these artists, we have 16 different artists that um, all did one of one pieces for the collection and we're in a Twitter chat with them. And for some of them, it was the first time we we gave them all mints. We gave them all 10 mints as, as, you know, uh, part of like a little, like here, thanks for, for contributing. Cause they basically just volunteered. And for some of them, it was the first time they had ever minted in an NFT project like this. So it was like really exciting for them to kind of see what it's all about. And, and we're trying to kind of bridge that gap to some degree. Um, But as far as utility, you know, we don't have any actual utility in a way that anyone would be thinking about it. Like we're not going to drop. Uh, in a month, you know, 10,000 baby aliens to all the holders. That's not something we're going to do. We're trying to focus on stuff that's novel and that's going to push the space forward rather than just kind of rehashing the things that have been done a million times over and over again. Um, but that isn't to say that we aren't going to do stuff. We definitely are. And so, you know, to answer that utility question, yes or no, it's sort of hard. It's like, it's not like CryptoPunks where there's not, I mean, CryptoPunks basically did me bits at one point and that was basically it. Um, we're going to definitely keep working on the project, keep building it out, keep working with artists, but you know, it's going to be different than, than something you've seen before. Cool. And to, to bring it back a little bit for people that don't know, um, it, we're talking about the project aliens, eight L I E N S is the name of it. Um, it dropped about a week ago and it's not just any random project. You, you did it for free, no royalties. And you guys have done almost 5,000 Ethan volume, right. In, in a week which is like explosive volume. It went, it, it, it went crazy. Yeah. So yeah. I, you know, maybe Van, you can talk a little bit about it. Yeah. Yeah, no, it, I think from the day, uh, day we started minting the, uh, from our spot, we call it the spawn list, but it's the allow list. Mm-hmm. So yeah, from then on, before we even minted out, there was so much volume yeah. and, and we weren't expecting it at all. So we were kind of, scrambling to figure out a better way to release the remaining because mm. they were going to be available for everyone. So we work with mm-hmm. the dev and, and figured out 
measures to um, so bots can emit. And you know, we have a awesome developer, uh, uh, Diver Dump, and he actually did figure out something. I don't want to go into the weeds here, but essentially, it sound sounded like only one bot was able to get in, which is which is great for I think. Um, getting a bigger community going. Yeah, I think, um, yeah, like like I said, the volume was just just so unexpected. The reception was unexpected. You know, we really um, did this for from our love of NFTs and wanted to kind of line the ethos behind that. What do you think was the catalyst that made it pop off like that? Like, was it your, your guy's reputation? I'm sure that was part of it to begin with. Um, was it the novelty of the, the free mint, no royalties? Like what, was there anything that happened? Was there a particular influencer? Was there, was there a moment where it popped? Like, I just, I'd be interested to know what you guys thought. I think it was a combination of things really. I mean, we, obviously we were hoping the project would be popular, but we kind of expected it to have a somewhat softer launch and then just kind of, you know, grow slowly. I mean, that's what you kind of usually want for a project. Right. Right. And so then we kind of saw some hype brewing and we actually tried to like, like we had some ideas about tweeting stuff and we're like, we don't even need to do that. Like it's already getting pretty hyped. And I think it was Mm -hmm. a particular time in the market where like the market was just kind of dead. Like people were looking for something. Right. And it was free. Mm -hmm. So that, that certainly doesn't hurt. And I think the zero royalty thing was certainly a novelty in the sense that like, I don't think anyone's really done it before combined with a free mint and so yeah, it was it was crazy because we had like three stages. So stage one was last Monday, and that was the the spawn list mints. And we had tried to recruit people almost by hand for the spawn list, but that, that takes a lot of work. So we we wanted to get probably more than we did, and we ended up getting like what was it like five thousand, I think. So the first five thousand people or so could mint, and then they did, and that went smooth, and that was great. And then we started seeing people trading them. Uh, unrevealed before we even were sold out. Like there's another 5,000 to go. People started trading them. Yeah. It surprised me. I was like, what are you guys doing? Like there's, there's another 5,000 to go. Like, this is crazy. And then, then we realized, gee, this would be a little bit more popular than we thought. And then on Wednesday was the public mint. And that was when we were really nervous. Cause we're like, gee, is someone going to come in and just get them all. And then yeah, our, our developer right. and the, our two developer, three developers were all working about you know, around the clock to try to figure out a way to, to make it so that it'd be fair. And, and like Van said, it ended up being really fair. Like only one person was able to bought it and they got like a hundred something, everyone else who just got their one per address mm-hmm. sold out in less than one minute. Yeah. And there's a gas spike to like 600, which was pretty crazy. Do you yeah. know what you guys did to prevent the bots? Like a, like a TLDR kind of thing. So we, we made it so you had to mint through the website. And then mm-hmm. there was a, there was some captcha stuff in there. So like, if you had a bot already ready to go based on how the website looked at the last second, we changed the website. That's basically. Mm-hmm. Oh, happened. wow. Cool. Yeah. I, like it. yeah. I, I think it's also crucial to keep that information to a very small group. That's cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we, we are, so we made sure that, you know, we didn't leak that what the changes we were doing. Mm, sure. Sure. Cool. I like that. Yeah. Cause that's a problem with, you know, all the drops that happened, Claire Silver's one on Mirage got botted. No one had any chance to get any. I mean, it's been happening forever. So kudos for 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 doing that, figuring that out. Yeah, Nike, can't, Nike can't figure it out. <laughs> kudos to our devs. Yeah, really. The real MVP. Yeah, I mean, what was crazy is say what you want about 
say what you want about the project, but the technical aspect, which we really had no <laughs> no input on, our, our developers did it. Um, I mean, we had some input, but like it was pretty much flawless. So we just had to have full trust that they would figure out how to do it. And they did. And, mm. you know, you're always super nerd. Like when you launch a project, it's super nerve wracking, right? There's so yeah, many things is. that can go wrong. Right. And so we're, we're really fortunate that really nothing went wrong. It was great. It's awesome. And, uh, and thank you for full disclosure. The three of us got whitelisted. We each got one. And uh, I know I'm still holding yeah, I'm mine. Rocking mine. Oh, I was going to ask Michael because I'm like, the aliens floor literally shot up to 0.7. I know, I know. And I was like, oh, God, please don't tell me Michael stole his. Well, I got, I got, uh, <laughs> I got cell shamed by Scaly on Twitter. So I had to, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You had to keep, yeah, no, that's all Andy. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll sell out Andy. He papered his at about 0.25 on the way up. Andy, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> Andy's like staying. Mutilated. No, I'm a holder. I'm, I'm going to hold, I'm going to hold it out. I'm not, I'm not selling it at all. I was actually, honestly, where it came back to, it might be a spot to, to look at getting some more, to be honest with you. We don't sell shame. You know, it's all good. <laughs> no, I don't. know, yeah. I know, and I don't, and I don't fall to peer pressure, so it's all good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I saw someone that sold their unrevealed alien, and it happened to be Gremlins one of one. Oh wow, that's the worst. That's the yeah. worst. If I would have sold it, that would have happened to me, hundred percent. Like, and then when I hold it, it, it's a, it's a common, always. Yeah, and you guys also kept. I thought this was really interesting too, because I know Doodles did something similar, um, where you guys kept a thousand of them for yourself. So you know, it was freedom. It you didn't make any. You're not. You're not making any money on on secondary sales. No royalties, but you did keep a thousand, which you haven't sold any of them yet. Um, I just kind of like checked on either scan. What mm. was the thought process behind that? Yeah, so that's actually what CryptoPunks did. So. Yeah. It's funny how people are talking about that, like it's some new thing and other people kind of get in these conversations and say, oh, actually, it's not new. It's actually super old. And so we kind of always wanted to do it that way because, I mean, for one, we're collectors. And like, to be honest, like one of the most fun things about this launch has been looking at, like our, our wallet hasn't even fully loaded. Like you can't, I haven't, I haven't actually seen them all. And so you can look at the metadata if you really want to, but I haven't done that. So like, it's really fun to like click through and look at them and browse and talk about them. And so one reason just we're collectors. And so the four founders are artists and Debussy and Van and I just pulled them all together into the one wallet. We're just going to keep them there for uh, really forever. I think, I mean, we, we might sell some here and there, you know, in the future, but so, so crypt to kind of take you back. So CryptoPunks Larva labs did the same thing. They kept a thousand and they kept it in this one wallet. They never moved them. And so that was part of the fun of uh, being in the discord and talking to each other. You'd, you'd watch that wallet and every once in a while they would sell one or they'd list one for sale and people would sometimes put bids on theirs and they almost never accepted the bids, but every once in a while they would, it was like totally random. And so, um, you know, there'd be ones on there that people would, would want for months, you know, and then someone would put like a pretty healthy bid and everyone would be like, Oh, good luck. I hope they take it. And then if they did, it was like this crazy event, like, Oh my God, I can't believe they accepted it. Um, so that's definitely the main reason that we did it. But the, the, the kind of reasoning behind it is I think it aligns incentives uh, a lot better in my opinion, because I don't like these projects where you're giving, it's like a Kickstarter, right? Like you're giving them money up front and then, then you're like, okay, well now what are you going to do? I gave you all this money. You better deliver. Mm -hmm. Like you better make me more money or something, you know? And right. whereas this is more like, look, we're collecting, like we're the biggest holders right now. 
but so we're certainly incentivized for the project to do really well. But at the same time, like we don't have, we didn't make a bunch of money off of you guys. We didn't make any money. And so in a way we're, we're kind of all in it together. Love that. Yeah. And that, that kind of ties into uh, Michael, one of the topics that you wanted to bring up was the whole 0% royalty debate going on right now. Yeah, it sure does. Uh, I guess it was Saturday or so. I think in the morning, uh, Zeneca tweeted about it. There's a there's a, a marketplace called PseudoSwap, and they have been picking up a bit of market share, and they don't uh, honor any royalties. So basically, people are trading there. You can trade uh, whatever projects that someone happens to list there, or you can list yours, and you don't pay royalties because um, royalties are not to this point enforceable, uh, like in the smart contracts on the blockchain, they have to be done at the marketplace level. Um, you can put it in this smart contract. And I think like um, it looks fair, right? Yeah, that, that, that one. And that's the same as your podcast. That's why I got confused for a second. They do like honor what's written in the smart contract, but at this point, you can get around these royalties. And then the, the argument came up, should there be royalties, you know, for projects, for artists? And um, I mean, I'll let I'll let everyone else kind of have their opinion. For me, I'm having a hard time getting to a place where I don't think especially artists should have royalties. Like it's been that was one of the main selling points for artists of NFTs to be able to pass down your royalties you know, over the generations to, to your children, a lot of times artists aren't appreciated until after they're gone. And that was a real big selling point. Um, as far as projects go, you know, like, I guess I can kind of see it both ways, but I do think there should be something. But it definitely you talked about the incentive, like what's the incentive? The incentive at that point is to have high turnover on your project. So it's a little it's a little weird. And also, like a lot of people now are losing a lot of money. Do you want to still pay royalties? If you're selling for like a giant loss, you know, there's, there's, I'd be interested to hear what everyone's take on it. Cause it's been a hot debate last few days. I mean, I have a lot to say about it if you want. <laughs> yeah. No, I'd love, I'd love to hear it. I'd love to hear your perspective. Um, well, so there was one, so, so I guess we have to talk about pseudoswap. So I went on there and played around. The site is total crap. Like no one's going to be using it anytime soon. I don't know if, you, don't know if you've looked at it. Just for a second, I went on there yeah. for a second, but I don't think I connected. So like the UI is terrible and I, I think it's cool what they're doing in the sense that they're pushing the space, right? Like you can't get mad at the technology, you know what I mean? Yep. And so I don't have totally. a problem with that. And I think it's a cool idea not to rob artists of the royalty. That's not cool, but like just what they're doing is interesting, but it's all about the market and the network effects, right? Like the reason no one really trades on looks rare is because you can't get the best price. You get the best price on OpenSea. So that's why you go there, even though they have other problems that people don't like. So same with PseudoSwap. Like I don't see a lot of trading happening there because like, for example, I just looked at Aliens as an example. And there were like, you know, I don't know, a very much smaller number for sale. The price. Well, there's no, there's also no royalties. True. So, anyway, so, you can, you, so yeah, but, but go ahead. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off there. No, no, just but you're right. But so, so PseudoSwap takes 0.5% instead of 2.5%. Yeah. And so... I guess if you were going to buy like a really high dollar item, you could you could um, talk to the the, uh, the person on the other side and say, hey, let's go over to Pseudoswap and do it. Mm -hmm. And then you mm -hmm. rob the the artists of their royalties and then you get less fees mm -hmm. from the marketplace. So I could see people doing that. 
but you know what? You can do over the counter trades already and you can have intermediaries and that happens. You know, I, we've yep, been in a debate like on Twitter, like a few months ago about a John Carroll piece that sold for a whole lot of money. And then there's a back and forth like, should he have gotten his royalty? And then 6529 came out with a tweet about it. I think yesterday, And his point was, look, you can't enforce it. Like you were saying, it's not in the smart contract, but you also can't enforce tipping, but people still tip. And if you don't tip, you're a dick, you know? So there's sort of this cultural acceptance that if you have a waiter who's working hard, you tip them. And same with an artist. You know, I think most people, even though the technology might be there to go around it, I think most people are going to give the artist the royalty they're due. So I guess that's kind of what, what my thoughts are about it initially. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. Um, and then, and then you start to think about, you know, 50 or a hundred years down the road um, when somebody, you know, somebody's family is having it and that, and I don't know, I'd like to, I'd like to see like X copies, great, great grandkids in a hundred years from now, 200 years from now getting paid on that stuff. If he ends up becoming like the Picasso or whatever, you know, it'd be nice. And then, and then that got me thinking like, what's going to happen in like a hundred years. Like it's going to start going to people that aren't even related. Cause like someone will have financial trouble and like sell the wallet. And like some random person will be getting X copies you know, royalties in 200 years from now, but that's going down. Or yeah, about. when uh, Simone online, she came on to talk about Web3 security and she was saying mm-hmm. like, uh, when she was talking about like the artists and them getting their, getting scammed and then losing the keys to their wallets where they like right. mint their art and everything. And it's like, oh no, like how does that all work with the royalties? And yeah, it's really interesting. I feel like, I mean, the whole smart contract royalty thing, it hasn't really been a thing for that long. So it's like naturally problems are going to start arising and then, you know, we got to figure out solutions. But yeah, that's very interesting that I didn't even actually realize that, oh, it was the marketplace that was giving, um, oh my God, my cat, uh, (laughs) was giving uh, the royalties to the creators and the artists. Um, And so it's like, Okay, then I guess you have to hope that whatever popular marketplace comes next does the royalty thing, right? Right, and you have mm-hmm. to go to each marketplace and uh, and set it yourself because there's lots of projects on X two Y two that trade with no royalties uh, just because the the project owner didn't go set it. I think people that are intentionally avoiding royalties, it's it's a bit like stealing from the artists, right? Like they they've have an intention of, you know, uh, they've set a certain amount, a percentage, you know, that they've um, put their work into. And if you're going, you know, out of your way to another marketplace in order to avoid it, you're taking money out of their pocket. To me, it's, yeah, it seems pretty unethical. Yeah. And like you were saying, Michael, earlier, Mm -hmm. when I first learned about crypto art, the the first thing that really made me go, oh, this is cool, is the whole royalty thing, right? Like it was, I actually did think it was programmed into the contract I, for a long time. I thought that was the case. Yeah. And so it's kind of surprised to realize that it wasn't. But, um, you know, that's what makes it different than traditional art. You know, that's one of the cool, you know, when I explain it to my normie friends, when I explain that part, they always say I have the same reaction. They always go, oh, okay, well, that part's cool, you know? And it's like, if you eliminate that, I mean, 
I don't think anyone's really talking about eliminating it. It's more like if it gets eliminated because people are circumventing the way it's supposed to happen, right? Mm-hmm. Like I think right, most exactly. people in the space exactly. are pro artist royalties, right? So yeah. I don't think it's mm-hmm. going to go away. I think I think the whole I think honestly people didn't have anything else to talk about. I don't think it's going to go away. I think it all got overblown. Like I was in some spaces where like nine people are up there arguing with no one. Like everyone agreed. Right. right <laughs> That's like who's right, arguing right. the anti royalty case? No one. <laughs> I saw some people questioning like should projects like 10k projects that already brought in millions of dollars should they like but even mm-hmm. so i think that you said it you know and the royalties can be changed like you go to open c you could change your if you're a project holder you can up and down depending on the state like of the project yeah five percent no yep. yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah even you know, like when we were exploring different ideas for our project initially you know, we really leaned towards not having a royalty, but initially we thought maybe we'll have a roy- royalty up to a certain amount and then mm-hmm. we'll set it to zero. But, you know, there there are different options. Like you don't have to set it to a certain percent and just leave it there. Yeah. I mean, much respect. You guys let at 10%, that'd be a million bucks. You guys think, think about that? I'm sure. Never, not at all. What are you talking no, about? no, never. <laughs> never but but up. please don't bring it up anymore. Okay. No <laughs> I will um, say, um, you know, probably an unintended consequence of having no royalties for our project was that it probably did stimulate volume. hundred um, percent. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it, and we actually didn't even think about that, but of course that makes sense that it would. Um, so that part was kind of interesting. I mean, mm-hmm. it's just kind of weird. I will say you got you have to draw a distinction I think between artists doing one of one art and low edition art versus these projects because um it did it, it did dawn on me remember when Azuki's crashed when the the founder drama came out yeah and I think it dropped like I don't know 50% in like a few hours there was so much volume and I remember going wait a minute like they're you're getting paid on every sale yeah. yep yep the here's this founder that everyone's disappointed in and they're yep. selling and yet, because of this volume is so stimulated, that person got like, I don't know, some huge amount of money. Yeah. yeah like a million dollars in one day or yeah. something crazy. Yeah. So that's kind of weird. Uh, yeah. Like that's actually like I mentioned a second ago, like what if like you pay the royalty if you're if you made money on the sale from where you originally bought it? Maybe if you lost money, you don't. I'm mm-hmm. not saying that that's the right answer. I'm just kind of that was one thing that crossed my mind. Maybe there's some kind of sliding scale depending on, you know, how much, I don't know. There's, it's definitely an interesting conversation that'll, that'll be fun to see how it plays out. Um, I mean, as far as the actual artists go, like they have to be getting the royalties. That's, mm-hmm. that's the whole Absolutely. reason they're here. Yeah. I, I, I really like that idea of if you're taking a loss, the royalties are waived. I think that, yeah, that would be a game changer because yeah, you're already taking a loss and then you're, yeah. Yeah, you're losing another, you know, another percent. I don't know. I think Deb would like it because it'd be more to write off. <laughs> Deb would love. Deb, Deb would want you to increase the percentage. Right. right. <laughs> Harvest that tax what, loss. One other thing that kind of bothers me is when these mint passes charge you a royalty. I don't really understand that. Mm. Oh, right. Sure. Just because it's an NFT and they can. Exactly. They can, yeah. but I don't know yeah. that they should. Yeah. It's right. funny how it's evolved. Yeah. It, it makes sense for, for artists, but then Everything else, I think it could be argued otherwise. Very interesting. Yeah. I mean, so projects like, I mean, like it's, it's a weird dynamic there. They, 
do they take all the money in it first? Do they do they do the royalties? Like there's they definitely like maybe some projects that'll come out will talk like talk openly about the royalties and say, hey, if we're crushing it, we're gonna raise up our royalties a little bit. But if it's stagnant and nothing's happening, like you know, we'll try and stimulate by bringing the royalties down. I'm surprised no one's done that actually. It's kind of I mean, yeah. they did change the Mebits one, but other than that, I don't right, know. Right, right. It's not like a moving, yeah, for sure. Like people, people would would get mad if you did it. Like in retrospect, I think you kind of have to say it from the beginning because, like, you don't want mm-hmm. a project to blow up to six seventieth and then, oh, we're doing ten percent now, you know. But you could say beforehand, like, if it starts to crush it, we're gonna raise up the royalties. We had uh, Sarah Stargirl on, and she was saying, first of all, she she had a really interesting perspective because she did a free mint, and she was really talking about the pressures of having a project you know, with the intention of no expectations and Freeman and all that, you know, but people naturally, you know, have all these expectations and they start demanding things of you. And um, yeah, I thought it was a really interesting episode, but um, she actually loyal, uh, lowered her royalty percent that she got because she was like, she was like, okay, I kind of want to be more hands off, like with the project and I don't want as many expectations. I'm going to like lower it. Um, so I thought that was interesting. But yeah, and then when Cool Cats hired it, it was like everyone was like freaking out. Like, why mm-hmm. did you do that? What do you remember what it what what it was and what it went to? Honestly, no, I do not remember. I didn't know they did that. Was that yeah, recent? Uh, I didn't know that wait, either. Cool cats? Yeah, mm-hmm. cool cats. Oh yeah, they rate um I must have missed that news. Wait, Michael, didn't they raise it from 2.5 to 5? I think that's a that sounds right. Yeah, that was a that was a while ago. ago. Yeah, they had done that, and and that was that was when people were mad because they kept delaying the game, and they were like, oh, you know, we're we're having problems, we're working through it, and then they just kind of raised it out of nowhere, and there everyone was like, what the heck? Like, why would you do this? People are not even happy with you guys right now. I feel like that also contributed to a bit of their not downfall, but just like the fact that the sentiment around cool cats just continued to drop and be like negative. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, it was kind of a combination of things, but I did think that um, contributed to it for mm-hmm. sure. Yep. This, this was April 15th and they raised, they did raise it from two and a half to 5%. Mm. So, so wow. Yeah. It was pretty yeah. low to start with. Yeah. Yeah. What do you guys think about Farouk taking all that crap for selling his selling his cool cat? Yeah, he he sold a bunch of cool cats. He kind of dumped them. See, uh, yeah, I I hate when people shame you know shame others for Absolutely. selling. Yeah, like are you supposed yeah. to just hang on to these for the rest of your lives? And <laughs> it's just a rule. Yeah, I, I yeah, let's not shame each other. For yeah, selling. I can't I can't really comment on that because I've done the same thing. Right? It's not not it's not always disingenuous. It's like you're really into a project. You're excited. You tweet about it. You're happy. And then right. a few months later, like for lots of reasons, you don't like it anymore. You sell it. It doesn't mean you were like lying or pumping and dumping. It just means that, you know, you changed yep. your mind. Now there's, I can see why people think that. And if you're a big uh, person in the space, you know, you're going to get more criticism, but. Oh, I was just going to say, I, I do think you, you do have to be a little more conscious of what you say when you have a larger following. And especially if you like, say things that kind of seem like financial advice like oh these are definitely going to be you know the next blue chip and it's like you really have to be cautious about that because yeah people will come back and and you know they'll quote you they'll like screenshot what you said like so 
you know, it, it does kind of suck having a larger following as well. Like Farouk, you know, super popular dude. Everyone knows him. Um, but it's like, you know, of course he's going to have those people that, that are going to not like him as well and take whatever he says and just, you know, they'll remember it forever. So did, did yeah. you guys see the Nate Rivers uh, tweet? That the 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 bears are done, we're not okay anymore, or whatever. Well, so it was more like no, someone accused him of being like Farouk and mm-hmm. saying that he was a pump and dump specialist dumping on his followers. Mm-hmm. And he replied, I wish, and then gave all his stats on all the things he's bought and, and, and how much money he's lost on all of them. <laughs> he's like, Everything oh, wow. I've promoted, I've lost money on, so I don't really see how that's possible. <laughs> and yeah, it's okay, nice. bears. And I mean, it's a tough market yeah. right now, right? Yeah, and I think Farouk mm-hmm. lost like six figures. It's a real tough market for sure. But I think mm-hmm. Farouk lost like six figures on the cats. Um, you know, people, people like because he, he was out there, he was the big proponent dumping the milk on his head, you know, like when it went to 10 ETH. It's mm-hmm. having fun. You know, I'm the same way. Like you it definitely you hope somebody's not shady about it where they're like pumping it one minute, let it go up and just get rid of it and move on to something else. Like there's there's definitely some shadiness that can happen. But you know, he he definitely takes a lot of crap for every everything he every single thing he does and says, you know, he's in the spotlight for sure. Definitely. Yeah. Being in the spotlight. Yeah. <laughs> you get all sorts of criticism at all times. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, and you just mentioned the market and we were talking about before the show, we might as well move on to. Uh, so we didn't know who exactly who it was, but somebody put out uh, these spreadsheet stats of projects that have done over 10,000 ETH in volume. Uh, in, in you know, in the last year, whatever it is, there's about 60 projects on here and everything from, you know, board and Club. So basically it's their all time high, their current floor and the difference. And it's astounding. I mean, there's nothing that's down less than 50%. Like everything is 70, 80, 90, high 90s on a lot of stuff. I mean, I could go over some that are like, like I mean, even V Friends is down 72%. Board Apes is down 46%. Mutants is down 65%. Azuki's is down 75%. Moonbird, 67%. Doodle, 67%. Go over even to some other like, like Alien Friends. If you remember that one, down 92%. Deadfell is down 84%. Uh, Lazy Lions, 84%. Like, and the list goes on and on. Wait, down um, from their all-time high? Or down for, the down, down from- for their, <laughs> down a percentage from their all-time high. Yep. Got this is it. this is in uh, in fiat terms, right? Uh no, it's actually straight ETH floor, which wow. makes it even worse. Yeah, right? it makes because, it worse. Yeah. I mean, ETH has doubled up in the last you know month, but uh, but before that, like it was it was you know three, four thousand. Like, yeah, it makes it even worse. A lot of them were at those highs when ETH was super high. So, like, I mean. It is Murakami Flowers down 70%. The Cryptodes are down 88% from their high, 15 ETH down to 1.7. You know, a lot of the stuff, Crypto Bats, that Ozzy Osbourne got up to 2 ETH. It's down to 0.08. Like, and it, but it's not just like, it's not like these are bad, like some of them are bad projects, but even the really good projects, Cool Cats is down 85% from their high. You know, like I said, Doodles, Moonbirds, Clone X is down 65% from, from their high. This was as of a couple of days ago when I yeah. screenshotted this, but like, I don't know. Like, and, and 
most of them will probably not come back. Maybe one in 20, maybe, mm-hmm. you know, will actually come back. Uh, I don't know. If then, like, you guys have any thoughts on that? I think, Scale, you said that was interesting. It tied into one of the things you want yeah. to talk about. I'm keeping something long term, but like, I mean, it's it's a bloodbath, really, with, with all it's very these sobering. It's yeah. very sobering, right? So from the perspective of a someone who's launching a project, you know, when we were talking about what do we really want to do. And the main thing we wanted to do is try to do something different, you know, and because clearly, and people have criticized us. Like I was in a space the other day where people were talking about in general, not our project, but like in general, you need revenue. Sorry. Am I breaking up? Can you guys hear me? Okay. No, we got you good. Oh yeah. Okay, sorry. And, uh, that you need revenue that, that this guy, this is, I'm quoting a guy. He said, you know, I, I treat it like a tech company and you have to have revenue. And if you're, if you're a company that he kept calling it a company, if your company doesn't have revenue, you know, I'm not going to invest in that. And to me, that's like a very web two uh, mindset. And so I just thought it, the whole thing was kind of absurd because what you just said, those kind of, some of those uh, projects have a shit ton of revenue and what good is it doing them? You know, so revenue isn't the answer. The answer is something else, you know? And so that that's definitely part of the reason we decided to do what we did, which is we don't have a revenue model. We do have a, I should say, we do have a treasury of 405 aliens that we have that we can use to help the project of the future. So we have, we have that, but other than that, we don't have a revenue model. We're CC zero. We're giving it away to the community and, and we're kind of trying something different where like, let's all build this together. Like, don't don't give me a bunch of money and then sit there with your NFT and look at me and ask me every day where's the roadmap and where's the metaverse and where's this stuff and when are you going to give me an airdrop? No, like like other than bored apes, like that doesn't really work. Like no project has been able to succeed. Even the mighty Kevin Rose is struggling with Moonbirds. I mean, Moonbirds still doing okay, but like you know, just giving a pro- give, giving your holders another ten thousand of some new NFT. You know, there's nothing really super exciting or different or novel about that now. Like, I think we need to try to try to do something different and it's tough. I mean, it's scary. Um, I think, you know, a lot of that's because the whole market just pumps so much that you kind of had only one way to go, which was down. It doesn't mean they're all going to be dead forever, but um, I just think it's interesting that it, it doesn't seem to have any connection with how much revenue they have and how big their treasuries are. Yeah, it's, it's. I mean, there was a while where it was just a vibe, whatever the vibe was, like the projects were blowing up and mm-hmm. I, th- we, we've kind of gotten to a new point now where people are looking for something different. Um, you know, a lot of the case when they're spending money, they're looking for a business. They're looking for, you know, I don't know what, where the next, where the next run's going to come from. It's going to come. I, you know, I have my ear to the ground and there's going to be another board apes. There's going to be another like things that blow up, but, but you're right. Like, I mean, Moonbirds is on its way down. Everything seems to be on its way down right now. It's it's tough. Yeah, definitely a rough market. And yeah. and, and you know, um, to kind of tack on to what Scaly said, mm-hmm. I think I think you know sometimes when you try something new, you know that that vision may take a long time, a longer time to to get realized. So I think I think that's what where um, you know where we plan on kind of, you know, seeing that through. So I think we've modeled everything in a way where, um, you know, we can look to the long-term versus, you know, hoping kind of playing the game that's out there already, where you're just pumping your, pumping your floor price with another airdrop. And, you know, once that's through, everyone's asking for the next one. 
So, you know, this is all about community and the value is going to come from that community. Being on the other side for once, it's, it's very interesting. You know, it's, I, I have a lot more respect for people who have launched a project. Like it's not easy. Nope. Uh, it's not easy because of the work it involves and it's not easy psychologically. Right. And it's forever too, you know? It's forever. Yes, yes. To put it out. It's forever. Yeah, yeah, it's your it's your little baby. You know, right. you don't want to yeah. you don't want to see your your baby fail, right? No. Yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. So very, so very interesting experience. You know, you, you think about it, and could we come up with some way to manipulate our floor price next week? For sure, we could. Uh, but then, but then why, but like, why, like some people would sell and make money and the rest of them would be like, okay, I, I'm going to hang on to these. I love the project. Right. And then it goes back down a week later. And it's like, right. then you'll, you'll have a thousand people that bought high that are, that are managing. Yeah. And then you yeah, have yeah, that. Yeah. yeah. Sure. So yeah. the whole organic growth thing is really hard to achieve. Um, and that's kind of the grail of a project, right? Is if you can get actual organic growth over time. Yep. Let's switch up a little bit. I wanted to, I've been hearing so much about 10 KTF or either of you guys kind of in the ecosystem there, experts on it. Definitely not an expert, but I did yeah. um, initially, I think it was for the cool cat, you know, they had that Gucci drop. I did yep. Par- yep. participate in it um, early on, but then yep. um, ended up selling it. But okay. yeah, no, I'm familiar with it. Yeah. I mean, I was in and out a couple times early on when they were doing like the backpacks um, and then my ape is a Gucci ape, but it was another guy had like the mint pass. So he sent it over to me, let me mint it. And I sent it back to him, you know, a buddy of mine. Um, but uh, like everybody's been talking about it, you know, people and Gaio Siri are the people behind the, the companies called uh, when I'm sorry, we knew labs is, is the company behind it. And, and it's people and Gaio Siri. So like, you know, you got to kind of pay attention at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but they supposedly they're going to be pretty integrated into other world. Um, the, I mean, the other, other side for the, uh, the, you know, Yuga's the, like, so it's, it's just one that I really want to learn about. Like, so I know they have the, like the Genesis collection. There's like 14,000 of those. And those are like 0.7, but that's like somebody else's PFP on the, on a backpack or on shoes. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's kind of like like I'd like to get in on that, but it's that's kind of weird. And then they have the they have the uh, what is it? The, not the artifacts. What do they call them? Whatever they call them, where you can buy like a blank one and make it into yours, but it won't be the Genesis collection. It'll be the next one. Um, there's there's it's like really complicated. There's a lot going on there, but like so I just hear things sometimes, and it just makes me think that they're they're going to be something really important, and, and it might not be a bad time to to learn about that and get in there before it like really blows up. Sure. And, and you may know more about this, but I, I remember seeing that they had, you know, they had the functionality to um, purchase with, with Ape, ApeCoin. And they also did some sort yes. of, you know, some sort of drop for people that held their assets. Yeah, that's exactly right. They just did a drop. It's the crates or something like that. And that's actually selling for more than their main collection. And those were sold in ApeCoin. Interesting. Yep. And the crates have like, like whatever, like you open it up and there's like, mm-hmm. I keep saying artifacts, but it's not artifacts. I forget what they call it. I got to, I got to look it up. But uh, like are, the ones are in there, like rare ones that you can use to craft, you know, new yeah. pieces of this and that. Um, what, what really impressed me about them was their website. I don't, like anyone that's never been on their website, it's very well done. You know, there's, um, it looks like, 
this like animation of uh, a shopkeeper and and they have yeah. uh you yeah. know you're they're talking to you yeah it's very it's the wag me son right yeah exactly <laughs> exactly, exactly yeah. right and it's so called you, the stock room not artifacts it's called the stock, stock room, room. Yeah. what do you do uh, so i'm looking at it on open sea the mutant day pack for example yeah and um so so is this something for like your ape to wear in the metaverse or what is this exactly yeah i believe that's what it is these are free i as far as I know, these are for your, your ape to wear in the metaverse, but it's like, like I said, it's weird that it's kind of other people's NFTs. So like who wants to wear somebody else's mutant on their backpack? Um, but that is what it is. And then they do say that the Genesis collection. So if you're looking at it on OpenSea and you go under type, not type, if you go under property, you have the Genesis, they have commons, crafted, uncommon, rare, and epic. So the Genesis are like the original ones. I don't even know what the Epics one. Okay, they interesting looking ones. Um, but the the Genesis is the one that they say they're going to you know reward. That's their original. It's at about a half an ETH right now. I think it might have even been a little higher the other day. So so can you get your actual NFT put on there? Or I think you understand. can. Yeah, if you if you go to the if you go to the ten KTF stock room and you mm-hmm. buy a blank day pack. And then you can have yours put on there and it'll probably go into that common. It won't be a Genesis, mm-hmm, but you mm-hmm. can craft with yours. Got it. But it's not affiliated with any of these projects directly. Other than partnering with them to allow that to happen. I think that's the, the crux, but Gaio Siri is, is with world of women and with uh, board apes and mutants. And- oh yeah. It says here, the, they utilize a purpose-built ERC-721 smart contract that basically enables, it verifies that you own the NFT. And so the derivative is only coming, you know, from, from yours, if you own it, like if you go on their site, you have to connect and then it verifies that the NFT you're going to get a derivative of is, is yours. I mean, that's pretty cool. It's a little bit like the, um, remember the bats, uh, the, the Ozzy Osbourne? Yep. Yep. Where you could like bite another NFT. Mm-hmm. They give you a mutant bat, like with your NFTs traits. Yeah. I remember. I, mean, that. I love it when they're like, you know, anything that's trying something new, like it gets my respect, right? Like that's cool. Absolutely. That was one of the ones I mentioned that went from two ETH down to 0.08. Oof, down horrendous. Dang. Yeah. yeah. That I remember that that dropped in January. I remember it very well. Um, it was right before the Cheech and Chong drop, and it like. They like Ozzy did all these videos about it and he's like all into, you know, NFTs and all that. And then it's just, it's kind of the typical. I haven't heard much from Ozzy. These yeah, days. yeah, exactly. He's not talking about <laughs> NFTs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that one did tons of volume and crypto bats did 17,000 ETH in volume. Wow. Now, that's nothing to you guys doing 5,000 in a week. <laughs> Yeah, you, I actually remember owning a couple of them. You should check out the royalties on that one. I remember being just just one of the highest I've ever seen on a project like that. <laughs> oh, oh, wow. wow. I think it was 10%. I might be wrong on this. Probably. Oh, was. That's Let's crazy. see. I'll look at it right now. Yeah, look at it, Michael. Let's see. Yeah. So I did notice, you know, you remember when Goblin? Seven and a half. Was, seven and a half. Seven and a half. That's pretty yeah. high. Yeah. So yeah. with OS, yeah, it was 10. Oh, right, right, right. right. Because you know Goblin Town is six point nine, and they were free. They're one of the first like big free mint projects. Yep. That, yeah, they kicked off um, the run for sure. But their royalty was six point nine, which is kind of interesting. They kind of snuck that in there. I feel like mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, not, mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's bad, but like they gave it away for free. And they kept a thousand. 
also. They did oh, initially. Oh, did yeah. they? Yeah, yeah they did. I, I think th- I think they were trying to see what the reception was like for their uh, for their um, project. But because mm-hmm. didn't they didn't they end up doing something with that thousand? They gave it to their previous community or something to that effect. I I do not know to be honest with you. Yeah, I might be giving them too much credit, but <laughs> let, <laughs> yeah, let's yeah, say yeah. they did. Let's say let's say <laughs> nice, they did. Nice. Hey, can we talk about uh, the rare apepes? Because that was the only other thing that I yeah. Was let's absolutely yeah. Volume. No, that that did pop up. This that did pop off. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, I was kind of curious. Um, I did a little bit of research on it, and it, it's. So it turns out, I think they launched a project initially and it didn't, it didn't mint out and then they paused it and then they kind of did a, this was like a reboot, hmm. which is kind of interesting. Right. And so yeah. I forget it had something to do with, I think initially it was like tied to your board ape or something. I can't remember. And then, and then now they just scratched that and they decided to make it a free mint. It wasn't a free mint at first. Okay. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't remember it going down. Like I didn't notice it until it started getting its hype and I know it was a free mint. Like people kept sending me my board ape and like, Hey, you should buy yours. And it was like one ETH. And I'm like, no, thank you. Um, so is it based on each ape that exists? I can't say for a hundred percent sure, but it, it seems, I think it might be. Yeah. And but I don't, pe- but I don't know. So they sort of peppy eyes your, they're your, not your numbered the same. My ape did not have the same serial number. I'll say uh, that. Okay. Okay. Yeah, got it. Yeah. Which if they were going to do, why wouldn't you make them the same? But it's uh, here nor there. Uh, yeah, no, about, I mean, yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, talking about serial numbers real quick. We we had this cool idea to to assign numbers of our aliens to different ones. Like, for example, the ACK one of an alien smoking a joint was going to be 420 and different things like that. Like Hackatow's favorite number is 23. We're going to have theirs mm-hmm. be number 23. But you, it's really hard to do that. Our, our developer was really concerned because if it's a sign like that before you reveal, then there's a chance that people figure out what's going on. Whereas, so what we did was we just we we, we randomized it at the time of the reveal. But um, it would have been, you know, I, I think it's I don't think a lot of projects have done that, and I guess maybe that's the reason why. But um, anyway, I just think of the serial numbers. Yeah, for sure. I know some have. Some have made. I'm trying to remember who it was. They made like special ones, like four twenty and sixty nine, and and all that were special ones. But I but I forget which project it was. But that is rare because it because it it does lead to you know some questions about the integrity. Like that's all really really important is to make sure everyone knows that you are being random with it because because those are worth a lot of money. You know the one on ones. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Yep. What's the highest sale you guys have had? <sighs> I think it's around think, 10 or 11 ETH for one exactly. of the ones. Yeah, yeah I wow. think there's a few one of ones that have sold around that. Around that, cool. I think they've, yeah, Sheesh. exciting to see. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, we, yeah, and it's kind of cool too. Like, for example, we have cloaks that are sort of like the hoodies of CryptoPunks, and there's a similar number, there's like 170 or so. And so, for whatever reason, I guess it's sort of predictable that that's become a really popular trait. and some guys formed like a chat with over 50 of the holders in there and uh, on Twitter. And so it's, it's really fun to be in there with, with them talking about it. That's the kind of stuff for like, really, really excites us about it. You know, it's, it's Mm -hmm. fun. That is cool. That's, that's the kind of stuff that really helps the project have longevity when people come together. I'm in some groups like that with the apes, the Miami apes and all that stuff. So that is really cool. 
Yeah, I'm in a rainbow puke uh, group as well for the doodles. Ah, and so uh, nice. it's nice. fun, you know, because the people mm-hmm. in there are really interesting and you <laughs> definitely get a sense of like, it's a smaller group. So you can actually like get to know them and know where they're from and talk about stuff. Yep. So it's cool. Mm-hmm. Love that. Cool. What else do we want to, what else do we want to go over this week? Uh, did you guys read about the EU trying to regulate NFTs as securities? No, but that sounds, that sounds scary. Yeah, it's not good. It's not great. Um so and there so if a token is issued as a collection or a series even though the issuer may call it an NFT and even though each individual token may be unique it's not going to be considered an NFT so the requirements will apply they're going to want a white paper you're not going to be allowed to promise financial gain um anything like that this is for the EU that would mean that issuers of an NFT collection would have to publish a white paper setting out the details of the protocol used and they'd be forbidden for making outlandish promises. Um, but then there's like, you know, what's a collection? If you're an artist and you're just putting out art, is that technically a collection? Like you're putting out this and that and this and that into mm-hmm. the same collection. Like, um, and is there going to be retroactive stuff? And what is that going to mean if you're selling an NFT? Like people in Europe can't buy it. Um mm-hmm. Or, you know, what you're not KYCing people anyway. You don't know where anybody's from. Like, you know, say so it's that and, and all that stuff's going to come. The U.S. is going to do something, too. Like, let's not kid ourselves. Yeah. You know, they're going to have gonna, to take all the fun out of everything. I know. Exactly. Just let us have this. Come on. Yeah. Just, yeah, yeah. Here. just, just this Look, we're, we're all down 90 percent. Anyway. Like, <laughs> exactly. Give us a break. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. I know. <laughs> give us a break. Yeah, for sure. But uh, I read I read about that this week and kind of get a little shilled, a little, you know, what is it? Uh, it shivered down my spine reading that. Yeah, hopefully it's not it's not what was you know what's coming up next for the rest of us. I know it's all coming. Like we, it's not going to be able to be avoided. Yeah, I you think know, I, it's, it's, I think it's you're right. Coming. Yeah. Um, but so you know what'll happen is some like. Some some senators' kid will like get scammed, and they'll be like, "Oh, we need to figure this out." Yeah, you nailed it. Yeah, they're gonna right. lose a bunch of money. Lose exactly. a bunch of money. Daddy, my board ape got stolen. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> um, so the ETH merge is coming up. Anyone have anything to say on that? The only question I have about that, and I don't know if anybody can answer it, is they're saying like, "Are we gonna have? Are they gonna have to like give us another token? Are we gonna have?" two tokens of each like the original uh, eth blockchain you token. Will. yeah technically you will have two tokens you'll have like a ghost token and, uh, but i mean apparently it'll be worthless so you don't have to oh. do anything like like OpenSea will update and just be on the new chain and if you didn't look into it there'd be nothing but you could go on like etherscan and find the token on the other chain but no one's okay. gonna give a shit about it i mean it's like really matter. well are they not will will it be will it be sellable will there be can a marketplace aggregate and and buy and sell them they like, could i don't know that they would bother they're going I mean, to if they could they're going to why yeah, would it be exactly. like why would it be worthless they're the original ones yeah I'm, and I'm, I'm playing devil's advocate here because sure, sure. i don't like that's a pain in the ass but like it's there's going to be now well it's kind of like v1 punks right right that's yeah exactly, a little bit yeah, yeah. that's exactly yeah. what came to mind the whole yeah. v1 punks and well those you know, got up to t- those got up to 10 ETH. exactly at one point yeah, one sold so, for a ton. I think. I think. Alien yeah, so it's right. So it's yeah, not, the alien it's not one. completely worthless. If it's if it's that's a little that. different because that was still on ETH, and right, it was right. a different contract. So like, 
I don't think you can really directly compare them. I mean, the, yeah. the closest I can come to comparing it is is Ethereum Classic to Ethereum. You know, sure, yep. Like mm-hmm. that'd be like me saying, "Hey, here's my 100 Ethereum Classic. Like, pay me what you would pay for regular ETH. It's actually the first one. It's it's authentic. You know, mm-hmm. now it still has some value. You know, people still buy Ethereum Classic for some reason. I have no idea why. Yeah, it's going to be right exactly in the Bitcoin Classic and all that, right? Um, yeah, well, if it's, it's gonna, on Coinbase, people just put money into all the different. I mean, it used to be like, oh, if it's on Coinbase, it's credible. But now they have like right. a lot more coins. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. I heard a guy say that Coinbase, when they should have been putting all the coins on the market, they weren't. And then when they shouldn't be, they were. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> uh, yeah, nailed it. Yeah. Right. Remember, it was just Litecoin, Ethereum, and Bitcoin forever. That was like all they had. Mm. And, and everyone, the Ripple people yep. were really mad about it. They're like, you got to put right. Ripple on here. And now they have every crap coin you can think of on there. It's ridiculous. Yeah, for sure. I don't um, know. I mean, let's take like a board ape. So let's say, yeah, let's say Michael, you have a board ape, right? Yep. So let's say this happens, and then there's some site that is showing displaying the old tokens. You go on there and you list your board ape for I don't know half ETH or something like something really cheap. Mm-hmm. Someone might buy it for that. You know, I could see that happening. Yeah, I'm sure they will. Probably be honestly, the floor probably be higher than that. Then do they have like the commercial rights and all that? Like, interesting. To use interesting your question. IP yeah, that's a very it. interesting question. No. Yeah, I mean, I would say no because I think it's a consensus thing. I think Yuga would probably come out and say no. Right, but Yuga's also a multi-billion-dollar company. All these other yeah. projects are not going to be prepared. No, it's an interesting question. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's yeah. it's not that different than when Bitcoin forked. And uh, everyone who had a Bitcoin got Bitcoin cash, right? Mm-hmm. And right. That, that actually had a lot of value. That went up to like $4,000 at one point. So mm. I don't know. Yeah, it's, it'll be interesting to see. I think 99% of the projects, no. But like the big ones like CryptoPunks and Bored Apes and a couple others, mm-hmm. yeah. I could see people buying and selling those. And then people yeah. are going to argue this is the original... Yep. It's the whole V1 thing. Yeah. Yeah. There's a, there's a, you know, where there's an incentive, you know, they're, they're, they're going to find a way. Right. 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 I mean, people, I guess it, at first people are probably going to be dumping them cheap just to like make a little extra money, still have their, their main token. But like, I don't know, that's going to be really weird when that goes down. It'll be interesting to see. Mm-hmm. Would there be like royalties on that or mm, depends on the marketplace. You can right, set them. You said mm-hmm. they wouldn't be, you wouldn't see them on OpenSea. So I guess if there was another marketplace where you could I see mean, that's them. up to OpenSea. There'll be a marketplace that comes up quick. That's a that's a million dollar, that's a multi-million dollar idea right now. If somebody wants to build a marketplace for <laughs> the 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 OG uh, Ethereum blockchain. Mm-hmm. They could create like a narrative around it too, right? And try to yeah, make it. And that's cool. They could, yeah. yeah. Might be a play for some of the, you know, like Looks like rare, looks rare or yeah. yeah or one of the smaller ones just to just to go after that that market well that's going to be interesting so i didn't i didn't i mean i i kind of thought that but i didn't know exactly so yeah there's going to be there's going to be double everything everything yetis there's gonna be twice as many yetis now yeah. no. yetis did you see yetis <laughs> dropped land the other day like did they <laughs> yeah they, they did i swear they dropped land like yeti land. land yeah yeah for like oh for like oh six i didn't i didn't buy i have two yetis i minted i minted like one i minted like 12 (laughs) of them nice i did well with them actually i sold them all pre-reveal 
Nah, yeti that's, land? that's oh, usually the smart thing. Yeah, usually. Oh, Yeti Town NFT is that what it is? Yeti Town? No, no, it's, a different it's one. Uh, yeah. Uh, let's see. Super oh, the Yeti, yeti Town yeti. looks like the guys from that book that I read my kids. <laughs> that's actually kind of cool. <laughs> it's a uh, Super Yeti Land Quarries. Oh, okay. Yep. Wait, that's a great utility for NFT projects. They should start making children's books. It's, ooh, oh, yeah. yeah. That's a good idea. <laughs> With all these I mean, cute the little R, characters. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, my God. Super. It looks just like the um, other side. Yeah, exactly. It does. it does. I know. <laughs> yeah. The Super Yeti, uh, the actual Twitter account was was messaging me. That's how I knew about it. And so I went into like a Twitter space and listened to them. I give them credit for at least not walking away completely. Yeah, for sure. For sure. And the floor is over 0.1. Last I looked, maybe mm. it went down since then, but I mean, 0.1 is not, yeah, you know, it's not terrible. It's above mint. Oh, so they actually, they weren't free? No, they weren't free originally. They were. It was like probably 0.08, I think. Yeah, it was probably. probably oh, like, that's what the Yetis. was. The yeah, land. the Yetis. Yeah, yeah. Was the land free or was the land? No, free? it wasn't. It was free if you had a Yeti and their claim, which was like a mini Yeti or something that they gave out like six months ago that I didn't even know about. Um, And then the land they were charging. Ooh, Yetis are down to 0.05 now. Dang. Oh, wow. They got cut in half over the last few days. I bought one for 0.1 a little while ago because I just wanted to have one, actually. I actually kind of, I don't mind having one. I kind of want to have one. Occasionally, you'll you'll rock it as a PFP. Yeah, I did rock it as a PFP for a while. Oh, yeah. People like it. It's funny. It has 3D glasses, you know, it's pretty cool. They're like the Dogecoin of, of NFTs. They always come back with a little cycle. <laughs> Start yeah, pumping, okay, then they go yeah, quiet. Yeah, you're you're gonna see Elon changes PFP. It's not exactly crushing it. They minted two thousand out of ten thousand, but a lot of those were free to those people that had the, the mm. two pieces, and they're selling them for 025. So it's definitely not crushing it. Well, I can't say I'm too surprised. <laughs> <laughs> for, sure, for sure. One one day, Super Yetis is going to make like the ultimate comeback. It's going to come it's back. Like the, yeah. That was the first one after Bored Apes that everyone was like, this is the next Bored Apes. Oh, that's Everybody, right. Yeah. yeah I, I remember that's how right. hyped they were. Yeah. Yeah. They were so hyped because like it was right when the Bored Apes, like it was like in that wake, you know, the Bored Apes uh-huh. set off the whole trend and, um, and that was like the one that everyone was like, here we go again. Like I remember on Clubhouse. Yeah. Can I, I tell you can I tell you my board ape story? Yeah, sure. I happened to be working at night when they were minting. Or no, it wasn't when they were minting. They had already been uh, out for like a few days, right? Because they didn't mint out immediately. No, it took but, a week. Yep. Yeah. So so that that but there was like a four hour period where all of a sudden, I guess Pranksy and Jimmy and some other people started buying them all. So I happened to be looking on OpenSea at the activity and I saw this crazy activity. I'm like, what the hell? I got to buy some of these. So, I, and I was talking with you, Van, in the chat. I remember you guys. And uh, I ended up minting four, got a really rare business suit one, immediately sold all of them for, yeah. I remember it was like, I ended up selling all four, mainly because the business suit one for like four point something ETH. And I was so proud of myself for making that quick flip profit. I was like, oh, yeah, that was awesome. <laughs> and now mm-hmm. I look back on it and I'm like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough. Yeah. I have a lot of those. Stuff. Yeah. I minted, I minted two Fidenzas. I've talked about that a bunch of times. And I like 
sold minted for like whatever it was 0.15 and sold them for like 0.25 oh my I had, God. I had oh. no idea what i had oh i know i know i don't know like yeah. i saw somebody on twitter it would have been like whoever uh-huh. it was like posted about it hey buying this one it was selling out because like at that time like you could actually mint things like they were uh-huh. going to sound out, but you could like watch the numbers go. It wasn't like just oh, gone yeah. all of a sudden, like things are now. So I was like, okay, it's going to sell out. Might as well snag them. I don't know. And you know, they look <laughs> silly. They're like, like what are just those lines? And so I was like, all right, I'll snag it. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you you reluctantly <laughs> yeah. minted. A I was like, I guess. Uh, yeah, too. I guess I'll get uh, one. Yeah, <laughs> and then I also I minted uh some of those uh what like uh. Or the, the boats, like crypto boats or something. They were like, oh, well, the Salabots. Salabots, yeah, oh, those yeah. were those were the worst Damn. looking NFTs I ever had. The and they, yeah, and they sat at like 05 forever. And I'm like, I'm not selling these for 05. I'm gonna wait and wait. And I ended up being able to sell them for like six, seven ETH. They like blew up Whoa. when Art Blocks nice. had their moment. Yeah, nice. I know. So, but uh, the Fidenza, the Fidenzas hurt. The Fidenzas. I'm, t- I'm gonna tell Tyler. Yeah, oh, <laughs> I'm just when I when I did the the Vcon thing yeah. and he was like on the panel, Mike was like, "You should tell him that I that I like fucked him." I was like, "I'm yeah. not telling him that." <laughs> Why would I tell him that? But I was like, I looked at them and I was like, "What the heck is this?" Let's get, let's get out yeah, of these. So my co-host, he yeah. actually sold for point two five. But I probably never would have wrote it up to a hundred. You know, I think of it that too, like. If it would have got to six, seven, ten, like I probably would have gotten out then as well. It'd be yeah, hard to take thing. that all the way to. You can't look at the top yeah. and say and assume right. you would have held it till then, right? right? Yeah, no, exactly. for sure. No doubt. A um, couple other quick things that happened. Did you guys see that the Cool Cats and the Hundreds teased some kind of collab? Ooh, I yeah. didn't see that. Yeah, so I don't know what it's going to be. I mean, you know, I'll, I'll get a cool Cool Cat shirt with a bomb, like. You know, I'm down for that. There was a time when an announcement like that would have like doubled both projects floors. Facts. N- not anymore. I don't think any movement happened from that announcement, but there was definitely a time when that would have like just blown them up. Um, Pudgy penguins came back. They they're like up over three ETH. They got, they have new owners and doing some cool stuff. People are, are digging them again. I saw that. What's that all about? Other than, like, is there anything specific that happened or. Uh, well, there week. was that. There was that. No, not. I don't think anything specific that that I know of. I haven't like followed their announcements. Um, I just saw people talking about the new owners. Um, yeah, that was yeah. quite a process because I remember when Cole was like, um, everyone kind of voted him off the island, you know, for being on the Pudgy Penguin team, and then they were like gonna sell it, and then that was like literally months ago, and then he was tweeting yeah. out like, oh. You know, such a long process to sell pudgy penguins, and um, so yeah, I'm like, wow, I totally forgot that they had even agreed upon selling pudgy penguins like months back. Finally, it's happening. Yeah. So who's getting those royalties now? Cole still getting them? <laughs> I can't imagine. Has to he, he yeah, must have tra- tra- yeah. transferred them over. Right. Yeah, right. It has to be part of the deal. Yeah. yeah well, there's a New York Times out. article about pudgy penguins. Was there? Yeah, I remember. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah, there was. They they keep coming back. <laughs> like, <laughs> penguins will never die because like, yeah, anytime they are cute. No. Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't fade them at all. Yeah, I do remember that article. I joined the Pudgy Penguins NFT. That was almost a year ago, August twenty fifth, twenty twenty one. I flipped a couple of those for some pretty good profit. 
Nice. Yeah, they came right after the Cool Cats. It was like kind of the cute, like cute PFP. Yep. That's exactly phase. right. That's exactly right. Yep. Yep. I remember that. And I didn't, I didn't actually do the pudgy penguins because like it got, it got over an ETH quick. And I was like, I guess a lot of times I'll just relegate. To I missed something, you know, I just I'm not going to play that game. I did buy some of the little penguins, the little pudgies or whatever, when they came out. And I think I did. all right on those. I forget exactly. Nothing special. Did you buy any of the rods? Uh, the fishing, the pudgy fishing rod. No, no, I didn't even. I don't even know about that. Uh, it was just like an airdrop to holders, and yeah. people always like make fun of it on Twitter. Oh, like, <laughs> that's funny. Nah, I didn't even get into that. Um, and uh, and Drifter shoots just had his one year anniversary. Everything's coming up on their one year anniversary. But shout out to him, one of the one of the great photographers, innovators in the space. He he's a madman. The stuff he climbs up to and takes these wild photos and he's had amazing success. Um, he's one of the, one of the bucket list kind of people I'd like to have on the pod at some point. We've talked a little bit. I met him at VCon for a minute. Oh, nice. Uh, you met him. That's yeah. cool. Yeah. Yeah. Just, you know, shook his hand, took a picture. We have a mutual friend. So I was like, Hey, you know, my buddy's blah, blah, blah. and he was like, Oh, cool. And we took a picture and I'm jealous. Yeah. Our friend, uh, no one, he bought one not too long ago, like a month mm. ago at a pretty good price. All right. Really good price. Yeah. I'd say. And uh, I mean, those are, those are awesome. I yeah, for sure. Yeah. Those they're they're beautiful go. pictures. Yeah. Jennifer's you told me about them for the first time. I remember you uh, mentioned really? it. Yeah. Early on. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, you're like the guy where my vans go guy. And yeah. 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 Uh-huh. Yep. yeah. Yeah. We got to have him on at some point. Yeah. Well, we're manifesting it. We're manifesting it. When I watch those videos, I get like, like weak stomach. Like I like feel like I'm going to fall. Same. Just Same. watching the videos. Yeah, I'm like, oh my god, how did he? And then it's like, he doesn't even have any sort of harness or anything. No, he like free climbs up. Yeah, there. casually yeah. like stands up, like something super tall. I'm like, what the heck? I know. Yeah, everyone in the comments is like stressing out for him. Yeah, I won't even go on like a Ferris wheel. I feel that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a new a new collection coming. Just pictures yeah. from a Ferris wheel. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> Oh my god, that'd be pretty. And uh, you guys get into AI art at all? I've been I've been really digging the uh, AI stuff. So I minted uh, on Brain Drops. Um, are you guys familiar with Brain Drops? Uh, a little bit. I know the name. I've looked at it a little bit, but I'm not ultra familiar. Yeah. So uh, Justin Trimble is the founder. He's an old punk guy that I knew for okay. a long time. And um, Claire Silver and Pinder Van Armen and Jean. What's Jean's last name? Van. Um, they were the three that did the first Genesis drop. And, um, so I, I minted those, I minted a few after that. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I, I really like, um, I really, I really like it, but I do think at this point, I'm kind of having a hard time differentiating between a lot of it, if that makes sense. Yeah, okay. Uh-huh. Yeah. It, it was Gene Kogan. Right. Gene Kogan. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, it's going to get a lot better too, but you're right. It's, it's, uh, I hear what you're saying there. I hear what you're saying. And I was actually just yeah. listening to um, the NFT Now podcast with Claire Silver, uh, like today. Oh, cool! Actually. I got to check uh, that out. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty interesting. You know, they kind of ask about, you know, she she brought up the analogy of of a camera. So like when people ask her, well, gee, like you're not even an artist, you just push a button. And he, she mm-hmm. said, well, that's like ask, that's like telling a photographer, you're not an artist, you just push a button. 
Yeah. You know, that's a pretty good Absolutely. analogy, I thought. Absolutely. Yeah. That's a great analogy. Yeah, for sure. No, it is art. It's whatever, like things that are created, you know, like it's, it, it, it's not for anybody to say what isn't art really. And people can poo poo it if they want, but now I, I think it's going to, I think it's going to be a big part of, of creativity in the future, mm-hmm. a huge part. Definitely. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. being an artist is being a great curator. So, I th- yeah. you know, right. it's, it's kind of similar to that. Yeah. Van, weren't you playing around with Dolly the other day? Uh, yeah, I was. I'm, it's kind of fun. Yeah, just it's it's so crazy how far technology has. Did advanced. you get in? You got in on the. I'm still on the wait list. I think for that. I, I did finally. I waited for a very long time. Yeah, but nice. um, yeah, it's been fun playing around with that. I bet. Wait, can I ask a request of you? <laughs> oh, f- for sure. Can if, you can you type in Jenny from the blockchain and just see what pops up? And I'll like, send me a picture. Okay, no, I'll do it. Sure. Yeah, I'm I'll like send dying it to, to know. I'm like, I just want the access so I can see what pops up for my name. Mm. Yeah, that's literally the only reason I want access. What would you do really if it was like a purple haired something? Like it, <laughs> oh my god! I'm like, what the heck? Yeah, that would be epic. Um, but yeah, I'm imagining. I don't even know what they would do because blockchain. Like, what happens when you even type in blockchain? Like, does it even? It's probably going to look like Jennifer Lopez at first. <laughs> oh, right. Jennifer, look, Jennifer yeah. Lopez with some chains around her or something. That's probably what you oh, end up with. Yeah. All right. You got to share that on Twitter, Van, when you when you do it. Yeah. Oh, well, you so you want do. Jenny from yeah. the blockchain. That's it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm not going to even I'm not going to even give any reaction to it. And, and I'll, yeah. I'll send it later. Oh. Okay. Sweet. Love it. Um, I think that's pretty much all we had. And I know we're over uh, the time that, that Jenny wanted to go. Thank you for sticking around. Cause this really is, was a great conversation. We could go, we could go on and on for sure. Um, yeah, and, this was uh, a lot of fun. It yeah. was nice to bring um, Scaly back and have punk, uh, punk Vandalay on for the first time. And yeah, I get to talk about aliens and what yeah. happened in the NFT space. Lots of good stuff. Yeah, huge congrats. Huge congrats on the drop, guys. That was really yeah. well done and, and unique and it, it caused a stir, obviously. You know, it's that's that's what you want to do. So huge congratulations. Great looking stuff. I'm glad I have mine. I'm not gonna be like Andy and, and paper hands it away. <laughs> Come on, Andy. What happened? <laughs> Fucked up. It's messed up. Man. But yeah, Andy, um, I thought you were my friend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it hit that quarter price point I was looking for. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, Mike uh, always teases me. I don't sell anything. And then, you know. <laughs> that is true because he, he doesn't sell anything. And then the one thing I bust his chops for actually selling it. I like it. Wait, get hey, yourself like five hundred nice. bucks. Yeah. 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 No, What's we don't. With that? <laughs> we don't shame anyone. But uh, no, we we really appreciate the love and and having us on this pod. It's been so much fun. Yeah, yeah, it's fun hanging out with you guys. I love shooting the shit with you guys. So Always, it won't it won't be the last time. All right, I'll be the first third time visitor. Yeah, hey, let's go. <laughs> Sounds good. All right, later, guys. Awesome. All right, thank you all for listening to this episode. Hopefully, you enjoyed it. Um, check out Aliens on Twitter. We'll link everything in the show notes, and we'll catch you guys in the next episode. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to the NFT Catcher Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's episode and learned something new about the exciting world of NFTs. If you enjoyed today's episode, please take a moment to subscribe to our podcast on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts. 
And if you really love what you're hearing, please leave us a rating and review on your favorite platform. If you want to stay up to date with the latest news and insights from the NFT space, be sure to follow us on all the socials at NFT Catcher Pod. You can follow Jennifer at Jennifer underscore pseudo and Michael at NF Ticket. I'm your producer, Andy, and I'm at AJC254. Our theme songs by It's Just Los. We always appreciate your feedback and support, which helps us reach more people and bring you informative and engaging content about NFTs. We look forward to bringing you more great NFT content in future episodes. Thanks for listening. Peace.